The end of 2020 is finally upon us. 2021 has officially begun, but we can't go anywhere until we do the year in review. The best cigars, the best bourbon. It is Eat, Drink, Smoke, where we eat the fine food, drink the fine bourbon, and smoke the fine cigars. I am Tony Katz. That right there is America's favorite amateur drinker, Fingers Malloy. And it is this time every year that we go back over everything we have reviewed over the 52 weeks and ask ourselves, what stood out to us? That's far different than what might stand out to you. These are ours, and we do it by the three. Our three best bourbons or drinks if we were reviewing other things, and our three favorite cigars. Now, Fingers Malloy, a lot to choose from. We had a wide variety of bourbons this year. 2021, we're going to be adding more. We're going to be adding tequila. We're going to be adding other spirits in there. It's going to mix drinks. It's going to be a show. I tell you that much. Uh, but to pick three, what moves you? What motivates you? What was your categories for picking? Well, you know, so much of what we talk about here on the show has to do not only with, of course, flavor, but value. And to me, to when I looked over the list of reviews that we did over the past year, the three picks that I made were based on this really tasted good, but also was at a very affordable price. Okay. So you went price for the most you, part. It, yeah. Clearly for the most part in a, in a big way, talk to me about your three picks and end with what you're going to be drinking today. So my first pick, uh, you're actually familiar with uh, this very much so because you had John Rich on Breaking Bourbon. Right. Virtual Bourbon. Virtual Breaking Bourbon. Bourbon is a website. Yeah, my bad. <laughs> Good luck. It's, it's been a long, long day. Virtual Bourbon, a video series that I've been building out and doing. Yes. Interviews. Uh, Good times. Redneck Riviera uh, is John American Rich's, Blended Whiskey. American Blended Whiskey, uh, $25 a bottle, and it's very smooth, 80 proof. Uh, it's got a kind of a vanilla, hint of vanilla flavor to it, uh, but you still get that blended whiskey feel. Uh, it's very good, and especially at that $25 price point. That's a, I mean, that's, that's a solid pick. It actually is. I'm going to have you do all three. It is a solid, easy-to-drink whiskey that works for any table, anywhere. Actually, really, it is lovely, simple, and, and worth having for sure. So that was number three. Was the Redneck Riviera. Yes. What was number two? And I got turned on to that by Virtual Bourbon. Your series <laughs> you can find on YouTube. Uh, the second pick that I had, again, going with flavor as well as value, is the uh, 1792 single batch. The small batch. The small batch. The small batch. Oh, please. Please. It's been a long week. The new year has happened. You had yourself a good time. Uh, 1792. There's this. There's that. There's the. There's the foolproof. Uh, the small batch is fine work. Fine, fine work right there. Ninety-three point seven proof. So it does have a little bit more of a punch than the Redneck Riviera, but definitely enjoyable and at a price point under thirty dollars a bottle. And finally, Tony. Yes, sir. The last pick. We actually had. We, we've had two different kinds of, of, of this. Is the Jack Daniels single barrel barrel proof? You got that one right. And that is a the, fine drink. And that was the most of the three of a tongue twister than the uh, <laughs> uh, you know, of any of them. A uh, hundred and thirty proof, Tony. A uh, sixty-five dollars a bottle. 
And this is one for me, you know, you get $60, $70 a bottle. It's a little bit of a splurge for me. It's a special bottle, but uh, it, it does pack a good punch, but yet it's still, I believe if you let, if you put some ice in it or a little bit of water, open it up, it's, it's, it's definitely something everyone can drink. And that's the one you have next to you right now. Yes. You're doing the Jack Daniels to celebrate. Right. What I love about your picks and, and I will tell you, my picks had nothing to do with price whatsoever. I didn't even consider it. <laughs> what at, at all? That's that, maybe that's the difference between us. Um, it's that people don't think Jack Daniels in that big way. They think Jack Daniels in that Jack Daniels way. And every time people do that and make this assumption, they're just they're just fundamentally wrong. Be, oh, and and it's hard to, it's hard for me to say that because when is somebody ever wrong in something they like? It's that they prevent themselves from trying something else because of a name. And I think that's where they're wrong. That's where the mistake is. Those are three good picks right there. I've got mine. And I will tell you that none of it, I, I didn't even think about price. What I did is I went through the entire list of all the podcasts that we've done over the last year. And you can get that at Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Eat, Drink, Smoke, wherever your fine podcast is sold. And I said, what stood out to me? What is it that I remember? And I said, I remember what I remember. And so number three on my list is the Four Roses Small Batch Select. Nice. The Four Roses knocked me over in how good it was, how easy it was. 104 proof. Uh, this, uh, a, a, of course, a straight bourbon. It now comes in at $55 a bottle. This was just so surprising in what it offered that vanilla and that cinnamon on, on the nose uh, that, that happened. And that, that, that big fruit that took place in it was just ridiculously good. Now, Four Roses does a lot of good ones, but the small batch select was, to me, just so surprising. And I appreciated the surprise. That brings me to number two, and it's what we did early on. I think it was one of the first bourbons we did of the year, and that was the Baker 7. This from the Jim Beam people, the Baker's 107 proof, seven years aged, again, $55 a, a bottle. It is bigger than bourbons that I like, but it just works so incredibly well. It is what you want so much in a, 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 a bourbon. Again, it had a touch a little of that cinnamon. Maybe that's something I like and I didn't even realize uh, that, that I, I liked it. Uh, that lovely bit of vanilla, that little bit of leather uh, that, that, that happens there. Everything about it and had just the right sweetness to mellow it out. For me, that, that Baker 7 is something. Now, these are both should be in your liquor cabinet. Maybe not for every day and maybe not for every friend. But these <laughs> should be in your liquor cabinet. And it brought me to the top. It brought me to the top. The thing that I said, I have never had this before and I will have it all the time. It is 60 bucks for the bottle. It's 108.2 proof. And remember, I'm not the big proof guy. The Maker's Mark wood-finished RC6 knocked me out. And I have it right in front of me right now. So the, the whole uh, wood-finished series, wood-finishing series, is, is a series. This was the RC6, the number uh, uh, six there. That nose, which is, is a touch medicinal, touch ethanol on it. But it had this this crazy good bit of sweet with with the oak, and again that warm brown sugar, or I should just say sugar in general, with that touch of cinnamon. I'm taking a sip right now. Nice there it doing. is, right now. Tony's bringing the glass back. He's doing the Memphis Munch. 
That's outrageous. That is outrageous. That little bit of big red kind of gum going on. But just that sweet. Warms in the middle chest. Easy going down. No sting to the tongue at all. I am so absolutely impressed with this. The Maker's Mark Wood Finishing Series RC6 is my top choice. And for Fingers Malloy, the Jack Daniels Single Barrel Barrel Proof. Good choices. It's delicious. We did this this year. This was our job, people. Choosing bourbons that we love. And we've got much more to get into. Get these bottles immediately. It's a new year. Good things are upon us. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke. It might be a new year, but the hits keep on coming. And this one is a tariff conversation. I know, I know, we don't do politics, but it's a tariff on scotch. To eat, drink, smoke, I'm Tony Katz. There's America's favorite amateur drinker, Fingers Malloy. This from the LondonEconomic.com. That the Trump administration is looking at ways of slashing whiskey tariffs on scotch. Now, I got to admit, I don't have an expertise in where all the tariffs this year and over the last four years have been applied. They've been applied on steel, uh, for, for example, and of course in, in trade war conversations with, with China. This has been an ongoing conversation in parts of other conversations about making certain deals better uh, in and amongst the EU, making certain deals better to try and possibly put pressure on, on other nations they're looking for a full free trade agreement um, that could hopefully happen. I think, the, not to get political, I think the Trump people are kind of hoping this happens before a Joe Biden presidency, which uh, it, it seems to be the case. Um, I'm not sure what it is they're trying to get out of it. What I don't know is if you took away tariffs... And I, I'm not a tax guy. The less taxes, Fingers Malloy, the better. All right? Right. Like, I'm not a fan. I don't know many people who are fans. They're like, taxes, love them. Right? Unless taxes are the way you describe Twinkies. It's not something that I love. Does that mean, do you think scotch sales go up? Because it's not so much price point for me on scotch. It's where the scotch is from, the island or the highlands, the lowlands. That's what matters to me, not so much price. Right. Uh, and the other thing, too, is when it comes to this negotiation, I mean, if, if you're the U.K., don't you just sit back and say, well, you know, we're going to be dealing with a new administration here in a month, and you, you may end up just having to, to see whole new policies coming from a new administration? I think it might go the other way. If you have a new administration coming in a month, get something done now before you maybe can't because of a philosophical, economic uh, philosophy difference between the two. And let's, let's be clear, regardless of how you voted, there's a clear economic philosophy difference between Trump and Biden and between, between those teams. So it could be trying to get it done now, and that's why these things are are moving. It might not be at the behest of the administration in the U.S. It might be at the behest of people in various industries. I just don't know how many people said, you know, I'd love to buy that bottle of scotch, but the tariffs. Right. I mean, I, oh, this may make my bottle of scotch cost $4 more, you know, or $4 less. I, when you're talking about that kind of fluctuation, I mean, are, are people really going to make a stink about it? I don't think so. So... 
And again, I'm not a tariff expert, so maybe $4 is unrealistic. Maybe it's more. Right. But still, I mean, unless it's something ridiculous, like it's $100 a bottle, people I'm, aren't going to care. I'm very curious to see kind of where it goes and if it makes a difference. Because, of course, we've seen in the package world of, of liquor, it's been just an insane run over this last year with people buying bottles because they haven't been able to go to their restaurant. And again, I don't want to start 2021 with, oh my gosh, the restaurant industry, but oh my gosh, the restaurant industry. <laughs> I then came across this. It's clear that it's the end of the year and people are desperate for things to talk about. <laughs> From the people at Better Home and Gardens, which is still around, Fingers Malloy. That's good to know. Just like your mom used to read. Eight tips for better boxed pancakes. I ask you now, Fingers Malloy, do you make box pancakes? Absolutely. It's the only way to make them. What? Absolutely. Really? Well, listen. Isn't the box just flour? Eh, flour and uh, space age polymers, <laughs> um, essential oils. I don't know. Who reads the box? Essential oils. <laughs> Who reads the box so on the, things? These are tips to make your box pancakes better. I, well, right? you, I, I get the vibe right now that you don't make pancakes from a box. No, I, I don't know if I... Actually, I can't tell you if we don't have some in the house. What I can tell you is absolutely I make pancakes from scratch. If I'm making pancakes for the kids, I'm making it from scratch. That's the only way, only way to do it. I, I am that bougie. I'm Tony Katz. <laughs> so one of the ones they have is used flavored water instead of tap water to add like a fruity taste, like an apple flavored water or, or um, something like it. Like a sparkling water? Well, no, that would just add bubbles. I don't know if that would necessarily add more fluffiness, but don't you want a pancake to be, I don't know, pancake flavored? There are only a couple things you can put on pancakes. Well, I, I, first of all, it does say if you put sparkling water in it, it'll make your pancakes extra fluffy. Go figure. All right, so that's the bubbles, and I get that. Yeah, but the only thing I'll do is I'll sprinkle cinnamon in the batter. That's about it. That's, that's about fine. how crazy I Chocolate get. chips go in pancakes. Yes. Uh, bananas go in pancakes. Uh, some people like to do fruit in the pancakes. That's a good way to add fruit flavor, right. to add blueberries, right? Um, then they have add some butter. This is new to people? You melt butter and you add it in as part of the, 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 the wet mixture. I've never done that. No? No. Oh, that's a good one. I, I melt butter in the microwave and pour it over my pancakes, but I'm right. going to put the butter in the uh, pancake batter. And then they suggest making a mug cake. Now, this is something that my kids do very often. You can get cake mix, which, okay, you can buy that in a box, <laughs> or you can get everything you need, put it in a mug like, like an actual cupcake is supposed to be, and you can do it in the microwave. Boom, bop, bip, super quick vehemently opposed to the idea of doing this with a pancake. No, I don't like the idea of making any kind of cake in the microwave. I've gotten very, I mean, I haven't gotten militant about microwave use, but I stopped popping popcorn in the microwave. Oh, that we did. Yeah, we do it with actual kernels and oil and pop yeah, it out. And, you know, I'll, I'll still warm pizza up in the microwave, but a lot of that, I, I've completely eliminated. It's the idea of baking a cake, baking anything in a, in a, in a, a you warm pizza in a microwave? Listen, I'm. I'm I don't know big, if I want to. I'm a big but guy. I'm a big. I need my. I need it quick. If it's not cold, it's in the microwave. Ideally, you put it in a frying pan, and you you warm it up that way. That's what I like to do. Yeah. Do you know that the second part of toaster oven is oven? I, I don't have a toaster oven. Not everybody's fancy and has these. You know. Stop. 
<laughs> what do you mean you don't have a toaster no, oven? No, I have limited counter space. So do you have a toaster? We, I pitched the toaster oven for a toaster. So Wait, so you just have the slices? Yes. That's all. No, I, you do not. Yes. That's barbaric. No, I've got listen, my What are you living in a dorm? I've got I've got my toaster and then I've got my ninja blender and I've got my Nutribullet and uh, that those are my You own. have a ninja blender and a Nutribullet, but you don't have counter space. Yeah, I don't have counter Maybe space. Maybe cuz you have two products that do exactly the same That's thing. That's not true. The ninja does much more than the Nutribullet. Hold on. <laughs> what goes in the Nutribullet? I want to hear fingers Malloy. What's in your well, Nutribullet? I used to uh, do do <laughs> I do did a lot more juicing than I do now. I used to th- Throw kale in the Nutribullet. Uh, used to throw. Twenty twenty one. I'm looking for a new co-host. Look at me. <laughs> I said used to, used to. That doesn't have. I gave up the dream of being healthy a long, long, long time ago. A pancake needs to be done on, on a griddle or cast iron mm-hmm. because that's what it takes to make a pancake. The shape matters. If the shape didn't matter, you would eat waffles. But the shape does matter. The whole concept matters. So to do it in a mug, it just it, it's defeating the purpose. In a cast iron skillet, does it then, uh, is it called a flapjack? It may be. Yeah. I'm telling you, my cast iron skillet is, is a gift from the Lord above. <laughs> I use it for everything. I could not be, if you do not have a cast iron skillet, that is a must, a must for your kitchen. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke. Eat, drink, smoke. It is your cigar, bourbon, foodie, radio extravaganza. I'm Tony Katz. That is America's favorite amateur drinker, Fingers Malloy. And we've been going through our top three bourbons for 2020. I got to admit, it's a good list, Fingers Malloy. It is a very respectable list for Fingers Malloy. It was the Redneck Riviera because he used price as one of his main indicators. Redneck Riviera, uh, John Rich. Uh, the the singer uh, songwriter uh, that's a American blended whiskey. He went with the 1792 small batch, which is such a good choice. 1792 is terrific, and his top one that he's drinking right now, the Jack Daniel single barrel barrel proof. Fingers Malloy, how you feeling? Uh, there's a party in my mouth, and everyone's invited. It's just it's not flavor country. He's the guy Fieri of <laughs> eat drink smoke. I tell you. Uh, I uh, chose the Four Roses Small Batch Select in my top three, along with the Baker 7. I'm telling you, Baker 7 is surprisingly good. Really, really is. But the Maker's Mark, Wood Finishing Series, the RC6. No cube, no water. I'm just adoring it in every single way. It's The RC6 was surprising and enjoyable, and it was at $55, $60 a bottle. Um, not for everybody, and not for all your friends. Keep it in the back. Enjoy this on special occasions, like New Year's, and a very happy New Year to you, Fingers Malone. Happy New Year to We're you. We're getting to your resolutions uh, coming up. Big resolutions involving, of course, <laughs> more juicing. But it's time now for News of the Week. Oh, Tony. No. It's 2021, no coronavirus stories. But this, 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 this isn't really about the coronavirus. Oh, it's not? No, but it is a story that I was waiting to see emerge eventually because uh, I figured it would because we have been wearing these masks uh, for a long time. And apparently a study has been done and there are more than 1.5 billion, that's with a B, 1.5 billion face masks 
that will pollute uh, oceans this year Aye. because of the coronavirus pandemic. Who came up with this study? How do they know it's 1.5 billion? And if they were able to count them, can't they pick them out of the water? Uh, Oceans Asia came up with this report. I'm concerned that we're going to have a battle uh, for ocean supremacy between the face masks and the plastic straws. And my question is, who will win? But uh, look, I'm surprised by this number because I thought, for the most part, people who wear these cloth or these these paper masks... uh, they probably still have the same one that they had at the beginning of the pandemic, and they're just reusing it there over and over again. There is something totally gross about the fact that you know people don't wash their cloth masks. They keep it in the car. It's the same one they've had for months. Lord only knows. Lord only knows how they're getting sick from what's on them, and we're not mocking coronavirus in no. any stretch. But that's, that's a crazy estimate, and I don't know if that's something I'm supposed to worry about or they – Simply put out the study so it's something people would worry about. Well, I mean, I have to believe what it is, is they can somehow determine how many masks are being sold. Obviously, most of them are being disposed of, and then they know that many of them will end up in the ocean. And they just came up with that number. But we've heard these studies before where you found out that, well, maybe the science wasn't exactly there, and people just threw out a number to get get headlines. No, No matter your politics. Science used for ideology is not science. I like science. I like data. I like facts. I like to know things that are proper and true. But when you see these groups push push out the the what what they call news for for ideological purposes, that's just disease. Now I'm not saying that's true of Oceans Asia. I don't know thing one about them. I gotta do some research. But I. I it, your point is true. People will take everything and then find a way for it to be. See, look what we've done. Well, we're supposed to wear masks. Well, look what masks have done to the to the to the oceans. Well, am I not supposed to wear a mask? Oh no, you have to wear a mask. And then you're in this catch twenty two of everybody being angry all the time. Yeah. So what's the position? I mean, if you are someone who believes that you need to wear masks, but now you see that these paper masks are are ending up in the ocean, and we may have one point five billion of them in the ocean very soon. Okay, I guess you just have to buy the cloth mask and you have to wash it over and over again. And while you should be doing that, man, I, I don't know, Tony. I've talked to people. I've seen people uh, with their masks. I'm not exactly sold on the idea that people are, A, not reusing those paper masks over and over again. And, right. B, they aren't taking the, the cloth masks and uh, just wearing them repeatedly and maybe washing them once a month. I'm going to wait to see if anybody refutes this story. Next. Uh, so no, wh- no, no. You can't start with a big sigh. You just told us that we're destroying the oceans because we're trying to save our lives or whatever it is we're told. Well, we love lists here on Eat, Drink, Smoke. We Tony. do. And we have done a ton of lists over the past year. And specifically, a lot of them are, oh, these are the eight worst foods or this is the worst fast food burger. And I look at it and I think, these people are delusional. This is fantastic. And then I see, well, the reason why they, they say it's the worst is because, oh, it's bad for you. Well, as if you were getting the triple burger with the cheese and the bacon <laughs> and you didn't know that maybe there'd be a calorie count. Right. So eat this has the eight dangerous foods that are shortening your life according to science. Oh, and I like science. Yes, and I also like all of these foods that are on the list. So let's start. Number one, sugar-sweetened beverages. So soda. 
soda. I totally agree with that. That's absolutely true. Soda, soda is destroying you. That said, I could go for a Diet Coke. I was going to say, and you, you drink the worst of the sodas, the, the diet sodas, which I'm told is worse than sugar now. Well, I can't. The other stuff is too sweet, like, uh, uh, especially with a cigar. Like, with a cigar, there are, there are, you can drink bourbon, but you could drink coffee, water, or a Diet Coke. Those all work really, really well. A regular soda, way too sweet to do with a cigar. And I don't really drink a soda unless there's something like a cigar involved. I don't drink them at home. I got to admit, lately I have been. I don't know if that's because I've been home more. Lately I've been having like like half a can, like the smaller cans or half a bottle, stuff like that. Half a can? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. yeah. No, not like five cans a day. You're no, no. living. You're I'm living a, large. I am that guy. So there's a theme to this list. Uh, number two on the list, it, it just says sweets. So candy bars, cookies, and other treats that are often pumped with added sugars. So it's sugar. Yes. Yes. Sugar is bad for you. We know this. I don't, this, this these two things shouldn't be on a list. This is the stuff everybody knows. And people say, oh, look, a Milky Way. Yeah. And they eat the Milky Way. This list should be on duh.com. <laughs> That's our new website. We are creating <laughs> duh.com. Stories you already knew. <laughs> Number three, ice cream. Ice cream's fine. Don't be ridiculous. That's filled with, uh, ice cream is often full of chemicals and other unnatural ingredients. Eat good ice cream. Next. Oh my God. I'm not listening to these people. These are terrible people. Chocolate. What about it? Depending on how it's made, chocolate can have some serious health benefits or be considered an ultra processed food to avoid. This is from eatthis.com and I'm sure they do fine work. We've actually done some of their stories before. This is nonsense. We can either choose to live or not live. I choose to live and eat some chocolate. Everything I've mentioned so far is in the Fingers Malloy food pyramid. <laughs> everything. I'm assuming you've already had everything on the list so far. What yes. are the last four really quick? Savory snacks. That's like a pretzel yeah, or a pretzel, potato chip. Yeah, pretzel, chips. Uh, six, burgers. Burgers. Yes, just burgers. Can we stop now? Yeah, because we're not going to get to uh, processed meats. I love processed meats. You're talking about salami? You're yes. talking about prosciutto? Your, 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 your fancy... My, my charcuterie, charcuterie plate? Charcuterie plate. Also known as a meat and cheese plate? Yep. Frozen dishes is the last one on the list. So all frozen right, well, I, dinners, whatever. I, I got to admit, frozen dinners we don't do in, in my house, but we do all the other seven, and I'm not going to stop. It's a bad list. The conversation is not those things. It's about how much of those things you're eating on a daily basis. Several that makes a sense. So, <laughs> according to the Fingers Malloy <laughs> Food Pyramid, which you can buy at Amazon.com or wherever fine food pyramids are sold. <laughs> this is just a, this is the kind of list that says, hey, don't live your life. And at Eat, Drink, Smoke, we disagree. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke. The new year is upon us. Your hangover, hopefully, has started to subside. Eat, drink, smoke. Tony Katz, America's favorite amateur drinker, Fingers Malloy, is right there. And we have for you the hangover remedies. What to eat, what to drink, what to do, and may I suggest the key hangover remedy, bourbon. <laughs> exactly. Right? Isn't that the whole point of Hair of the Dog? Yes. Keep, just keep it going? Is that to help you come down from the hangover? Well, what people will do normally is they will start with the breakfast drink. 
So you may see for the hair of the dog a screwdriver or a Bloody Mary or a mimosa. Right. To kind of get right, ease right back in. <laughs> get that hangover gone. Now, I will tell you that this list that we have here from timeout.com, there's nothing wrong with this list. I think it's the things you know. The problem with this list is that I have never had a hangover. I'm, I'm, what? So I am a man who loves a good drink. Uh-huh. But I sip a good drink. I do not pound drinks of any kind. And in my life, I have been drunk once. Wow. Snowed in at a friend's house, my wife and I, and uh, it was white wine. And I'm not nice. proud of it. Nice. But it's a story. And I'm going with it every day of the week. There wasn't uh, spritzer involved. No, 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 okay. no. All there right. was nothing sparkly. <laughs> nothing tickled the nostrils. So I don't know what it's like to be hungover. You fingers, Malloy, are hungover right now. I, absolutely. It, it cracked me up when you said you've only been drunk once in your life. And I thought to myself, I've been drunk twice this week. <laughs> oh, no, that went down the wrong way. Oh, my God. <laughs> I took a sip of the Maker's Mark, the RC6. Woo! That that went down. That went down a little too rough. Usually, it's super super smooth. So of course they've got the basics: rehydration, mm-hmm. drink a lot of water, and get sleep. Yeah, the two things that absolutely happen when you've got kids on New Year's Day. Right, right. Nothing says I could sleep in quite like it. Then they have hot soup. Is this because it's a liquid, so it helps you rehydrate, and it's got maybe a little salt in it? And it's, and it's comforting. Is that the purpose? Or is there some other... Is the, can chicken soup do no wrong? Well, right? Chicken soup uh, soothes the soul and apparently soothes a hangover. Uh, apparently, it says that the sodium in soup will help the body retain fluids. Which, I, I guess, makes sense. I guess. Uh, but I, I this is the first I've heard of having hot soup. To, Never to heard of before. Also on the list is bananas. So that's a whole potassium conversation. Banana is like the great cure-all of, of, of all things. You feel yeah. an upset stomach, you can do a banana. You need, to, you need to get over a hangover. Banana, quick snack. Banana, what can't it do? Hide a pill in the banana so it take, you can take it easier. You, in the banana? Absolutely. In applesauce, you can hide a pill. Oh, you put a, a big old horse pill if you have to take one right in the banana, it's gone. You chew the banana. What kind of medical advice is this, Doogie Hauser? Well, listen, I figured that most people around the country get their medical advice from Dr. Fingers Malloy. <laughs> That's a terrible idea. Don't do that. Now, Hair of the Dog is on the list. And then there are two that confuse. Well, one confuses and one's impossible. Eggs. Oh, yeah. Really? Oh, one of the things I used to do when I got hangovers before I became a professional... Uh, was, was oh, like dealing with your hangover. Not yeah. you didn't stop getting hangovers. Oh, I don't. I don't get hangovers anymore. Is that right? I'll tell you something. I don't know what it is, but since I switched over to drinking bourbon almost exclusively, I can drink as much bourbon as I want to the night before. I'll wake up the next day feeling like a hundred dollar bill. Is that right? Yes. Uh, it's when I. And I, I've talked to other people, and they have similar issues. When you start mixing stuff, like, okay, I'm going to have uh, three beers, and then I'm going to switch over and uh, have some wine, and then I'll have a mixed drink. And then I'll, that's what gets me into trouble. And I, and I know it gets a lot of other people in trouble, too. Mixing it up. But eggs. 
Well, a, a greasy breakfast in the morning, like scrambled eggs and sausage and bacon and hash browns, that that really, so, really So helps. eggs, if you have all the other things aside from eggs. Well, scrambled eggs, too. I, I, for me, it's scrambled eggs. You just kind of, like, you know, you get the butter all over them, and it's just that the grease really does something. Really? Yeah. The grease? Yes. Can't explain it. No, you don't have to explain it. I mean, if it does something for you. I just didn't. But now I'm thinking about it. And I have seen plenty of people on the morning after, like if, if we're going out to breakfast, like we're at some event or whatever, do that kind of stuff. All right. I didn't, I didn't know that that works. Again, that's got to be about the comfort food of it, right? That could be too. I assume that's what And it then is. you're getting the coffee on top of it and it, you know, anything to make you feel a little bit better. The other one on this list, vitamin and nutrient-filled IV drips. Just stop talking to me. I'm hungover. Just put a needle in my arm. That's the answer. I did try one time to do something a little bit off the wall, and this was uh, on a typical Vegas trip where, you know, you're up three hours. You got a Vegas drip? You got an IV drip in Vegas? No. And you're alive I to went, tell the tale? Uh, you know, it was one of these things. It was a four-day Vegas trip at a conference. I got about three hours of sleep. And uh, was uh, feeling a little hungover, and the airport had an oxygen bar. Have you ever? That's right. I remember this story. Yeah, and I, I went and, I, and it said, "Oh, it cures hangovers. It makes you feel more energetic." Uh, and the only thing it did for me is make me feel more like a sucker because I gave so someone twenty-five dollars. How much? Twenty-five bucks for how long? Half hour of oxygen. Yes, and you put the thing in your nose. Yes. And you sit there thinking to yourself halfway through, I can't believe I just spent $25 on this. I don't know if you read this or not. In the news, oxygen's free. So you're the guy, spent 25 bucks wondering if anybody's taking a picture. <laughs> you're gonna become an eye stock photo. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Sucker. Yes. Right and, underneath but, it. And I don't need, listen, the, my biggest fear doing this show is criticizing big oxygen and having them come after me. So I'm really <laughs> hoping I'm not ticking off the oxygen people. So don't at me. By the way, have we now stopped going after big pharma? Right, right. Maybe, maybe a drug company does something wrong, but they created a vaccine in months. Right. And have gotten it out to people. Like, aren't we, aren't we at all impressed that this group of people that everyone attacks and vilifies and I don't care about the politics, right? This happens all the time. Oh, big pharma. Oh, the drug price. They came up with a vaccine in months. Well, everybody hates for big, coronavirus. Everybody hates big pharma until there's a pandemic. <laughs> and then, yeah, I love me some big pharma. <laughs> I would pay 25 bucks to suck big pharma off my nose. But then there's the Cardi B hangover cure and cardi b has decided that the cure to the hangover is pedialyte yeah so basically the stuff that you give kids when they need electrolytes or something else in their system yes i've heard this before i've had friends that swear by it uh, right not my thing also it does feel a little bit weird if you are a middle-aged person walking in to 
where Pedialyte is sold, just strolling down, taking the last two bottles, not because you've got a kid or a grandkid that's sick. Uh, it's, no, I just, I just know I'm going to have a rough morning tomorrow, so I need my Pedialyte. But Gatorade is, is similar. I mean, you, you, you know, the Powerades, where they, they load it with electrolytes. And, you know, and sugar, right? Like, yeah, sugar. That's what it is. Yeah, we just did a list where sugar's bad. Well, in this sense, uh, sugar's good. My kids love Gatorade, and I'm like, yeah, no, you just can't sip on one throughout the day. That's that's not good. The juvenile diabetes will not be yours <laughs> if, if, if I can help it. So I think the key to this whole conversation is at some point in the next year, if we're going to have New, year, New Year's resolutions, we gotta we got to get you a hangover. So my New Year's resolution for 2021 is to get drunk. We got to get you a hangover. 2020 didn't do it to me. (laughs) So I got to make up for it now. Yeah, I'm going to order. If this place had three shots of Fireball, we'd get things started. I I can't tell you how little interest I have in drinking that much. Just, it doesn't, I don't know how people do it. I don't know how they could do like 10 beers in a night. It's wonderful. (laughs) It is New Year's. We hope it's going well for you. I'm Tony Katz. That's Fingers Malloy. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke. And the new year is upon us, but we still need to review the best cigars we smoked in 2020. And there were a lot of cigars that were smoked in 2020. It's Eat, Drink, Smoke, where we eat the fine food, drink the fine bourbon, smoke the fine cigars. I'm Tony Katz. That is America's favorite amateur drinker, Fingers Malloy. We did our bourbon reviews. And if you miss anything, don't forget, subscribe to the podcast, unless you're listening to the podcast, in which case, hey, just rewind. Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Google Play, wherever fine podcasts are sold. So when we went through all the cigars we smoked, first there's the cigars we did for this show, and then there's the cigars we smoked outside of this show. This has been a year of smoking for all of America. I have never smoked more cigars in a year than I did this year, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. Thank you uh, very, very much. That's what I'm going to keep telling myself. Nothing but applause there. But what made the list? Now, Fingers Malloy, when you were doing your bourbon list, price, the value, was a big part of your bourbons of the year. Is that true with cigars? Absolutely. Is it? I'm not looking for a stick that's going to cost $15, $20. It may be... Uh, a little bit more than I would spend for an everyday smoke, going anywhere from say you know ten dollars to twelve, uh, but still very affordable and very you know uh, enjoyable at that price. So what do you have? What are your three? Because again, I didn't look at price at all. I said, what are the cigars that stuck out to me that I said this offers me something special? Well, what were yours? Well, I like a Maduro. And so there you go. the first one on the list is the Camacho Triple Maduro cigar. Oh, okay. Uh, triple Maduro. That means the wrapper, filler, binder, all Maduro. Um, and for me, uh, it's 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 bold. Uh, that's what I really liked about it. Uh, you get the the sweet cocoa uh, kind of taste that you normally expect from a Maduro, but uh, some of those uh, earthy flavors as well. Um, and you're not spending an arm and a leg. I mean, you can get uh, the Robusto 5 uh, by 50 for less than $10 a stick. That's, uh, listen, uh, I, it's a fine, fine pick, and certainly at that price point. 
an excellent pick. That was your number three. What was your number two? Sticking with Maduro's, the uh, Avo Classic Maduro. Okay. We we reviewed the number two, which is six by fifty. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, you, same thing when you're you're talking about what you expect from a Maduro. It's kind of smooth. Uh, creamy tobacco, uh, again with kind of cocoa notes, and a, a stick that's very affordable, anywhere from nine to eleven dollars. Yeah, I'm a fan. I actually have in my humidor. I'm I'm down to the last couple, uh, the the number three, um, which is those cocoa notes. And he mentioned six by fifty. Remember, that's the size. Six refers to six inches long. Tee always makes him laugh. And fifty is the ring gauge. How thick it is around. Tee. Also, with the laughter. So a 64 ring gauge is a full inch around. So 50 is a really good feel in the hand and a good mouth feel. I like cigars in that range. So that was your number two, uh, the Avo uh, Classic Maduro. What was number one? Well, we have been raving about this cigar for quite some time. It's the Mil Diaz. And uh, we reviewed the Sublime, right. I believe. I'm not smoking the Sublime. But you do have a Mil Diaz in your hand. But I do have a Mil Diaz in my hand. Uh Country of origin, Nicaragua, rapper, Ecuadorian, hab- uh, haban- hab- habanero, habanero. Say habanero. Habanero pepper. Wow. Habano. Yeah, right. How about Good habano? Low. And how about you already having the hangover? This is you doing the hangover episode of Eat, Drink, Smoke. What did I say? Habano. How about habano? Habano. 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 No, listen, in Michigan we call it habano. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> this has not been a good day. <laughs> Uh, listen, the Mil Diaz, which is, of course, Luciano, Ace Prime, in that relationship with Crowned Heads, it's excellent. A thousand days is what Mil Diaz stands for. That's what it took to make the cigar. Dude, just keep smoking, man, because you picked ca- well. I'm, oh, Habano, I'm going to catch so much hell. <laughs> you are. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, there are going to be people. People check in. They they need you to hit it right. I won't even allow you to fix it in post. That This is staying. Full time, but the choice is excellent. And from the from the very first time we had this, going back to I think like April, and you were there sitting with Luciano of Ace Prime smoking this. You're like this, 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 this is my cigar. This and the Dreamer. This is your cigar. These are your people. And again, you you're really convinced that you it really does build saliva. It really, oh, does it build. absolutely does, and it makes it for pairing very interesting when when it does make you start to salivate. So I'm a very big fan of this Habano wrapped cigar. <laughs> Good lord! Oh, you have no idea how that kills me inside. Let me uh, let me do my my three, and I, I will purposefully destroy the name, the Arturo Fuente. Oh, good lord! No, is that not it? The Arturo Fuente eight five eight is in my top three. Although I'm not sure it's my third. It's a Cameroon wrapper, which I love. The sweetness of a Cameroon. Me, the Rocky Patel 2003 vintage Cameroon. I adore a Cameroon wrapper. And I allowed myself to get into Arturo Fuentes to, to get rid of the mental block I actually had against Fuentes and put myself in it and engage. Love every bit of it. And you want to talk about price point? Somewhere between 9 and 11 bucks. Oh, that's great. Constantly and consistently is where you're going to be. My number two... You only get once a year. And it is again from Crowned Heads, just like your Mil Diaz is, there with the Ace Prime guys. It's the Las Calaveras. This is their yearly. They do it different every year. Get this for about 13 bucks. It was a five and a half by 48 uh, Nicaraguan uh, in, it, in, its, in its build. Really adorable smoke. Now, five and a half 
I, uh, I'm not a Robusto guy. I like a little bit longer uh, of a cigar just because of the way I smoke. But it works, and it works well, and it works all weather. And certainly at the price point, it works. But I didn't pick either one for price. No part of me looked at price. And that's why my number one cigar is the late hour Davidoff Winston Churchill. I get that we do smoke a lot of Davidoffs here. And it has something to do with the fact that we record very often a blend bar cigar <laughs> in Indianapolis, Indiana, which is a Davidoff lounge. And they're always like, hey, check this one out. And we're like, sure, we'll check that one out. One of the things 2021 is going to bring, we're doing so many different brands of cigars. You will not believe all the things that we've got scheduled to check out for 2021. It's going to be amazing. But the late hour just connects with me in this beautiful way, the 7x48, uh, that, that it is. It is that Ecuadorian Oscuro wrapper, Habano? Habano? Fingers Malloy has been so mad at himself for the past two minutes. Like, how could I do it? Dude, what are you kidding? We all do it. One of the things that we look, I know it was Habano. I knew it was Habano. It's been a long day. But one of the things that we talk about on the show is we don't claim to be experts. Right. So I'm not ever claiming to be an expert. I smoke a cigar. I tell you how I think it will play for you, how I like it. And that's it. That's all. That's all. I'm just a I'm man. just a regular blue-collar slob, ladies and gentlemen, who happens to be in a high-dollar cigar lounge doing You're a great a guy radio show. You're trying to explain to the IRS why you cheated on your taxes. <laughs> you said Habano instead of Habano. Dear yeah. Lord. Uh, um, I love the late hour from Winston Churchill. I think it's just this miraculously good uh, product. The bit of pepper that's in there, the wood, and that earthy, earthy feel just makes it work in every way. Uh, these are our top cigars of 2020. This is Eat Drink Cabana. It's the first week of January and that can mean only one thing. It's grilling season. Welcome back to Eat Drink Smoke. I'm Fingers Malloy along with Tony Katz. You're terrible. I'm, I'm terribly good at grilling. I can tell you that. <laughs> I already broke How my- How is grilling season? New Year's. <laughs> because, li listen, we got, a th uh, you got New Year's Eve on Thursday, New Year's Day Friday. So a lot of people, it's a four-day weekend. That's four magical days of grilling, Tony. And for many of us who are very dedicated to grilling, when you have that kind of time off, you can do a lot of fun things. You can uh, smoke a brisket. You can make pulled pork. Uh, you apparently can't do any of that yet because Tony Katz still does not own a grill. So this is basically my Habano moment. <laughs> That's basically what's well, happening. No, here. there are many Americans out there who don't have grills. I don't called, have a grill. They're called communists. Look, uh, it, it is it is paralysis. I cannot do it. Although I did sit through like a fifteen minute training on the on the big green egg. And what are your thoughts on the Big Green Egg from the training I'm session? going to get myself killed. That's my thoughts on the Big Green Egg. I want to try it. Like, the whole purpose of the Big Green Egg, right, it basically looks like a giant green egg, and it's ceramic, and sometimes you'll see them in, in like, in other places. They have different names. And you, you light the charcoal, and you let it heat up, but it really only heats up when you lower the, the, the top, 
and then you adjust the air going in and the air going out. And by making little adjustments, you can change it 50 degrees, 100 degrees. It's insane. And what I think is one day the heat's going to come right out the top, take my eyebrows right off. Like that's, that's why I've got some pretty how do you do eyebrows r- r- right there, right? Dan Levy wishes he had my eyebrows. How do you do eyebrows? I, I've never heard that before. Right? How do you do eyebrows? Oh, yeah. Or more like a how you doing eyebrows. <laughs> how about that? So, no. I And then I'm like, well, I have a gas line right there at the deck. I can just oh, get natural gas. You're, you're sucking the soul right out of me. And then I'm like, well, what if I get pellets? But I hear pellets don't work as well in the winter. We live in Indiana, mm-hmm. right? And because it just can't bring up the heat. And then, of course, they're the people who do the charcoal-fed ones. But they're all bougie and elitist. <laughs> Well, first, oh, wait, what kind do you have fingers? I have a gravity-fed charcoal grill, which is amazing. And uh, it works very similar to a pellet grill where it has a keyboard that you can adjust the temperature. And all you do is you light the charcoal in this uh, chimney on the side. that the, the charcoal never enters the cooking chamber, but it has a fan that draws all that hot air from the lit charcoal into the cooking chamber. So you get that charcoal flavor, but you can... Uh, adjust the temperature uh, where you want it and it will hold at that temperature and you can on a smartphone app adjust the temperature of the grill from inside your your home and also see what the temperature of your meat is on yeah the app. i'm the bougie guy sure sure it is i do not yet have a grill fingers you decide what should i buy well to me i would recommend my grill which is the master built 560 gravity-fed charcoal grill for all the reasons I just mentioned. Especially if you're a type of person who likes the charcoal flavor that, say, a Weber kettle grill will bring you, but yet you don't want to babysit the charcoal, you can fill this chimney up with 20 pounds of charcoal, light the the charcoal, the the grill will get up to 225 degrees, I think in less than seven minutes, if I remember correctly. And from there, you know, I do a lot of reverse searing. So I'll reverse sear steaks. I'll reverse sear burgers. Keep that. And what that is is you keep the meat at uh, a low temperature. You cook it slow, like 220, uh, until it gets to a certain temperature. You pull the meat off. You crank that grill up, and this grill will get up to 700 degrees, which a lot of pellet grills will not. A lot of pellet grills will only get to 400 degrees. Right. I've heard that before. Which is it's difficult to sear meat at that temperature. Uh, but this grill, you can get it up to 700 degrees, and you throw a steak on 90 seconds aside after you take it off at like oh, 100 degrees after reverse searing it, and you get yourself a perfectly done steak that has that crust that you want on the outside, but yet is very tender on the inside. Now, by the way, how are they not a sponsor of the show based on what you just said? Right? That's savagery. But it, but it's it, it's amazing that you know you. But the thing that I don't see you doing that I do, and that what I what I've done this weekend, is I don't see you going out in the winter and fighting the the, the elements to to cook for forty five minutes to an hour on the grill. So I don't know if the pellet grill is necessarily a bad thing for you. Have I mentioned how much I love my cast iron skillet? See, there it is. Right. So I, listen, there are a lot of fine pellet grills out there, uh, and they do excellent uh, work. And you can take different flavored uh, wood flavors, uh, different pellets. You know, you got apple, wood, hickory. Uh, don't use pine. Uh, okay. <laughs> I don't think there are any pine pellets. At least I hope there aren't. Yeah, uh, I, I, I am stuck. I, I really and truly am. And I don't know if it's because I, 
It's my issue is an investment, not the money spent on the grill. I believe do it once, do it right, right? And let it last. It, I, I, the idea of disposable anything these days, it's like I need new outdoor furniture. The, the outdoor furniture I have, one I got from a Sears outlet store, mm-hmm. my table and, and chairs, and it's, it's been great. And then I've got four chairs that came with a fire pit that, oh, nice. I, that I bought over a decade ago. No, no, 15 years ago. I bought it from uh, BJ's Wholesale Club. I don't even know what that yeah, is. Yeah, right? That, this, this, was, this was Northeast back in, in, maybe it was Florida. I don't even remember. The point is, we still have the chairs, we still have the cushions. They're, they're, they're now just starting to get to the place where, I don't know if you can really sit on it. Things are flaking off. You don't want to hurt yourself. So I go, I, I'm looking. I'm curious about what I can get for outdoor furniture. I used you, to sell patio furniture. Well, you need a second mortgage. <laughs> To get patio furniture. Oh, it was crazy. back. I used to sell patio furniture in the early 90s. And to get the kind of patio sets that we would sell at the store, you would have to spend $1,000, $1,500. You'd get the umbrella. And we're talking 19, early 1990s money. Uh, but, you know, the wicker, it was called perma wicker. So right. it was a reinforced wicker where they would have rods going through it. So it wouldn't be the I wicker. I hate that, the feel know. of wicker. Yeah. I hate it. So that's out for me. But when I look at stuff, if I don't get it at the Sears outlet store, which I don't even know there is one anymore, it's two, three, four thousand dollars, and I get back to paralysis. I would, I would buy it once and have it for another fifteen years, okay. But I don't even know if I trust anything made now that'll last. (laughs) And that's how. Then I get back to the grill conversation, and I'm at this total loss. I think I would like the big green egg because it was. It seems to be easier than I think. That, that it is. I probably would like the master built, right? And, 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 and the charcoal fed. But the idea of just having the Weber, hooking it up to the gas line and being done. I understand why that would appeal to you. Right. I had the grill that I replaced, uh, the, that I, you know, I got the, the master built. I replaced the grill I had for 20 years was a Weber Genesis. It was a gas grill. I won it in a raffle. It lasted 20 Years and I ended up giving it to a family member because it was still fine. But I was like, I'm tired of cooking on. Could have given it to me. I mean, I'm right here. Every week we do this. There's wow. no. Oh, I could just imagine. Say, hey, Tony, do you want my 20 year old Weber grill? At least I would have had something. Now I got nothing, and I've got you mocking me for it. What are your grill recommendations? Let us know on Facebook. Facebook.com/slash/eatdrinksmoke. Facebook.com/slash/eatdrinksmoke. Tell me. Tell me what grill I should get because Fingers is no help. He just wants to insult. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke. Eat, Drink, Smoke. It is your cigar, bourbon, radio, foodie extravaganza. See, I said it wrong. We all make mistakes, Fingers Malloy. We're still dwelling on this? It's a new year, and that's what matters the most. Happy New Year, everybody. Tony Katz, America's favorite amateur drinker, Fingers Malloy. We've been doing, of course, our top cigars, top bourbons of 2020, and we're smoking our tops right now. Fingers Malloy, it's the Mil Diaz from Ace Prime and Crowned Heads, and for me, from Davidoff, it is the Winston Churchill, the late hour, which I just absolutely adore, but I have a lighter that has just, it's not working. I have no idea. We are going to review lighters in 2021, and I'm going to figure out how to make a lighter work because I just can't doesn't matter. Unless I buy a cheapo lighter for $5.75, I simply cannot make a lighter work. Now, my Zippo 
with the butane insert. That seems to work very, very well. The torch insert, that one's working great. Well, this I like, I, I, I wish that that lighter would work because I'm intrigued uh, the f over the fact that that has a soft flame to it, which is nice. Uh, because you hear people talk about how the soft flame lighter, it only gets to about 1,200 degrees for a temperature. So it's maybe a little bit better to, to toast your cigar with that instead of uh, with a torch because a torch gets to like, what, 2,500 degrees? This is me trying to light my cigar. <laughs> Right here. It's time for news of the week, Fingers Malloy. What do you got? Oh, Tony. Stop it. It's 2021. Good times ahead. Oh, it's, it, this has nothing to do with the coronavirus. I'm just sad because the FDA is re, uh, recalling a pet food that was sold nationwide after reports of deaths and illnesses due to suspected aflatoxin poisoning. You got that right. Oh. Wait, 28 dogs? 28 dogs died and eight that have been fa had fallen ill after consuming the pet food, uh, Sport Mix pet food. So Sport Mix pet food, if you have that, uh, the recall happened on December 30th, 2020. If your pet shows signs of aflatoxin poisoning, uh, what is what are the signs? It includes sluggishness, a loss of appetite, vomiting, jaundice, and or diarrhea. You need to contact your veterinarian immediately if your pet shows any of those signs. Yeah, I, I will tell you that recalls are one of the things that we do talk about here, and and it's I almost I am convinced that when you have any kind of programming, right, any kind of broadcast programming, it's it's a public service that you got to do. It's right. a public service that you got to do because people should know. And I, so the only pets we have in our house are guinea pigs, right? It's just what we, what we have and what, what, what my kids want. It's, that's what we do. But people are absolutely positively in love with their pets in ways that sometimes I find completely and totally irrational, but they are. Well, and, you know, you have to really be careful with, with food and, you know, pets are so finicky. Uh, I have a cat. We just adopted a cat. Uh, it's a nine-and-a-half-year-old cat. And I took it to uh, a boarding place because, uh, you know, we were, we were going away. We boarded away. the cat? We boarded the cat. We haven't had it long enough uh, to get a feel for if it will be okay to leave it for long periods of time. We, we leave it, you know, for an afternoon and for an evening. And, it, you know, he seems really upset that he's been left alone. Uh, but one of the things that we make sure to do is we bring the food and the litter with us just in case, you know, something like this happens where, you know, you get an idea. They, they tell you what they're going to feed your pet. But the peace of mind of knowing that you're controlling the food and, uh, you know, in this case, the, the cat's litter, that's important to people. And you, you're right, people about their pets, they they get really, really hung up on a, a lot of these things. So, so this is called Sport Mix Energy Plus premium high energy and original cat those are the, the the names of it so if you have that check it please 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 do that next story couples who meet on dating apps are keen for commitment so in a recent study so people are more into the idea of a long-term relationship uh after they met if they look for a partner on dating apps, and we've talked about this in the past, how, you know, in the age of coronavirus, that people are turning to virtual dating and dating apps to meet a significant other. Uh, I, I, to me, I read this, and this makes sense to me, because it, it, it seems that w when you turn to an app for dating, 
you may be a little bit more serious about finding someone instead of just uh, trying to go to uh, a bar to meet. To right. Meet so you're talking about apps like Match and right. Harmony. You're not talking about Tinder. <laughs> no. Not right. I think this makes sense because it's cultural. And what I think is happening is people realize that in a world where everything can be misconstrued and one quote-unquote wrong move can have you accused of this or sued for that or yelled at for this, that if you find somebody, maybe you guys want to hold on to each other for a while because you both know you're not crazy, right? Right? Or you both at least like each other's crazinesses. So I think that could have a huge part to do with it, which is... A, problematic in a way which is the idea of fear that the world is finding ways to be upset with you or to be infuriated with you or accuse you of of wrongdoing even when there is none and so people are like wait i i met somebody they're nice all right we'll go with this i want to know of those people who've decided to engage commitment and i'm not opposed to commitment i'm pro commitment how many of them said i settled Oh, geez. Right? But uh, I'm, I'm putting together the, the math, baby. Well, are, are we talking about the people who just got into a committed relationship or the people that uh, you're going to ask them 20 years later if they settled or not? Because that's a whole different discussion altogether. Ooh. But, uh, you know, the other interesting thing is women who met their partners on apps also mentioned wanting and planning to have a child in the near future. In the near future. Okay, that's that's interesting. So not only are they committing, they're, want, they're wanting to have families. The women are. No mention of the men and what was going through their minds, but women, when they were turning to apps, they were thinking, okay, I would like to have a child in the near future, and maybe that's why they decided to turn to dating apps. Is there a conversation of the age? So, for example, are 30-year-olds millennials saying, I want to have kids, or are 24-year-olds, which I don't think are millennials anymore, are they saying they want to have kids? No mention of age in this study, uh, but that's an interesting question to ask. The other thing that we've talked about on the on the show is what's been interesting over the past year is how people are taking it a lot slower and not rushing in and having virtual dates and saying, if I'm still in the dating pool after the pandemic is over, I may still turn to virtual dates, a Skype call, a Zoom call, rather than meeting someone because it's safer and it's a lot easier to get out of a bad date that way. Look, we're Gen Xers and I don't know, I mean, kids today, how in the world are they dating in the world of coronavirus? And especially at that teenage level, there's no movies to go to. There's no right. mall to go to. Right? Well, how are you even meeting people? And you hear stories of kids in school right now because everyone's wearing masks and, oh, you can't hang out in the, in the passing periods. So, you know, they're, they're, they're getting to the place where how do they meet people? How do they make new friends? Just, just on that level, never mind anything that might be a, a, a little more involved. It's, it has to be such a challenge. And but what is the effect going forward? What is the effect going forward in terms of in terms of uh, having children, in terms of population, what what do they do? Or if you spent your formative years doing most of your uh, having your contact and developing interpersonal relationships virtually instead of actually having to approach someone, how is that going to change society? decades from now what, what what is that going to be like what's the impact on it long term and then going back that fear of approaching someone because you might offend them 
I think that's why when people do meet another person, they're like, okay, good. This is good. We're fine. Okay. Yeah. That's good. You're good. I'm good. We're good. Okay. That's it. That's it. Oh, the fear. I think the fear factor is major and intense. We talk about this in Japan uh, that the, the, the men, they have a, women have a hard time meeting men and finding men. Men aren't interested. I wouldn't say this about everybody in Japan, but they're not interested. How many people do we know now would rather hang out with their friends and be gaming all night than, you know, meeting a girl and, and you know, and, and going down what is a traditional and I think worthwhile road. Right. Right. I, I would I would not want to game if I could be with a girl. I, I, I'm a simple, <laughs> simple man in that regard. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke. What end of the year, beginning of the year radio show podcast would be complete without New Year's resolutions? It's Eat, Drink, Smoke. I'm Tony Katz. Right there is America's favorite amateur drinker, Fingers Malloy. And before anything... Huge thanks, huge love to the guys at Blend Bar Cigar, Indianapolis, Indiana. They're in Indianapolis, Nashville, Houston, Pittsburgh, blendbarcigar.com. We've recorded so many episodes here. They treat us like gold. Uh, Corey Johnston, Richard, Brian, uh, JoJo, the entire team here, just spectacular uh, with the service and with the selection. Just thrilled and what they have trained us and, and taught us about bourbon. Terrific. So thanks to Blend Bar Cigar, blendbarcigar.com. When it comes to resolutions, I must tell you, Fingers Malloy, that I have a couple for the show. Oh. But I don't know if I have any personally. So I'm going to start with you. Is Are you the traditional, I'm going to lose weight, right? Because when you go down the list of the traditionals, it's lose weight, save money, I'm going to I, I'm find a pen pal. It's that kind of <laughs> a that pen kind pal. Of, I will tell you that I have taken to writing, hand, uh, doing handwritten thank you notes. Okay, that's I nice. actually have stationery now. I with with my Tony Katz. You know, I do other radio shows, right? I do shows, uh, political shows, and things like that. But I have my uh, a logo for for Tony Katz. I have logo. my own personal paper too. Do you? Yeah, stationery. It says Marriott Hotel. Oh. I got it at a place in Nashville a couple the, years ago. Was it the Marriott? Yes. So I do that. Like that's something I've done this year. Do you do you really have a New Year's resolution? Do of you do course. these things? Oh, really? absolutely! I didn't know that. I want to be a better person. I would like to contribute more to society. Oh, look at you! Make the planet a better place. Mm. Have you decided to take some time to heal yourself? I think you have to, and by healing yourself, the first thing you have to do is start speaking your truth. Your truth. Your truth. Okay. My truth. For, uh, Everyone's truth. First New Year's resolution. Not listen to people who talk about their truth. <laughs> oh, that that's why is, I said it because I knew it would set you off. That is a radical pet peeve of mine for sure. Do you have New Year's resolutions? Okay, it's one. It's the same one most people have, uh, and this may surprise you because I do have the body of a Greek god, mm. but I, I need to lose. Bacchus. Yeah, <laughs> I need to lose maybe five pounds, and by five I mean forty. But, you know, about five pounds, I'd be happy. And by five, I mean 40. Uh, you know, so I'll get uh, all the gadgets that I bought over the years to try to lose weight. I'd see an infomercial go, oh, yeah, the Gorilla Bow. It's, it's it all in one gym. And you take it out, and it's got resistance bands. Oh, there's a kettlebell workout. Oh, P90X. I got P90X and P90X2. Do you really? Yeah. And you they don't have look like Congressman Paul Ryan, <laughs> former Speaker of the House. Uh, 
No, so, I so don't. So is, is health your big one? Uh, no, it's yeah, it's it's lose weight and and you know we joked earlier about the fingers Malloy food pyramid. Right. Uh, I should probably eat a little bit better instead of uh, going and getting fast food twice a day and chasing it with ice cream and Snickers. By so. the way, Bacchus is Roman. Dionysus would be the Greek god. Of Duh. I know. More from duh.com. Right. <laughs> uh, I, I, I don't have New Year's resolutions because I just, I'm not buying in. But what I do do every year, twice a year, I go through my game plan. Mm-hmm. What is my six-month plan, my one-year plan, my five-year plan? I do this every six months like clockwork. And one of the things that, that, that I've been working on, and, and, and you have too, we've been doing this, where does this show go and how do we build things out? There's certainly some travel we want to get done and we want to go visit some of our, our, our new stations and, and favorite stations. We want to go see uh, people. But what is it that we want this show to be more of? And one of the things that we have noticed, and especially in some of your responses to us and people have been commenting on, on, on Facebook and sending us messages when they get the podcast on Fireside, fireside.fm. It's really been fantastic, and we're going to get to more uh, emails that we get and, and some of these comments about, hey, could you review this or check this out? We are not interested in being your expert. What we're interested in is sharing what it is we think of the things we're eating, drinking, and smoking. There are. This is not a knock on other people or other sites, right? podcasts or, 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 or websites. There are experts out there, right? People who are really know, and then there are people who are really into it and then portray it in an expert way. Guys, that's not what we're after. One of the things that we've been able to do is really ask ourselves, especially with the, with the meteoric growth we've had this year in 2020, which is crazy that 2020 was such a good year to us yes. in Eat, Drink, Smoke because of you and really do appreciate it. What is it that we're after? And the answer is nothing's changed. We're after a good time. And we're after sharing some of the things that we're trying and enjoying. But one of the things I'm going to be doing and you're going to be doing is we're going to be taking some courses here to get better at understanding some of the deep, deep history of bourbon and cigars so we can share with you guys in maybe a better way what it is we're experiencing, right? So we're, we're working on our levels of expertise to be able to better share in the way that we do the show, the, 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 the reviews and things with you guys. Like, cause, cause that matters. Cause people don't, I mean, unless it's like, it's a real hobby, just, people want information, but they don't want to have to go through the, you know, oh, you don't know the difference between this and this, <laughs> right? right? And they get discarded. It's that whole pretentious thing that keeps people from trying bourbon or walking into the cigar lounge. And that's everything we're against. Yeah. The other thing that I, really want uh, to do in 2021 is encourage our listeners to contact us more because I've gotten a kick out of feedback that we've gotten not only from people who listen in the states and we're like what over 60 stations now around the country and the podcast is growing and you can get it where all fine podcasts are sold wherever your favorite podcast platform is eat drink smoke will be there international listeners it's been fascinating to see people from around the world contacting us telling us uh not only that they enjoy the show and we appreciate that but also what they have available to them in their countries right we we don't have this bourbon here but i'm really excited to to figure out a way to get this bourbon that you just reviewed or this cigar i really encourage people to to reach out and contact us we love to see it and give us recommendations of what you want us to review 
Because you may have something that you like and your friends are like, oh, that's terrible. And you'll be like, oh, yeah? What, what did Tony and Fingers think? What did they think of it? And they'll be like, oh, yeah, they loved it. Well, you suck, you know? <laughs> we, we, we want uh, all that. So that, that's a big one. Number two is the Eat, Drink, Smoke show website. That is right now a work in progress. If you go to it, we have things there, and it is growing right now. That really won't launch until really the end of January, where we're like, okay, we've got ourselves something good. Only meant to be a resource. We're actually going to be linking to other people. There's some really, really great sites out there that are sharing information. We're not trying to pretend. We're just going to be a resource for you to be able to go and grab things and, and do things. So that's a big uh, 2021 push for sure, without question. The other one is we know that in 2020 we didn't do as much food. Right. We had a plan of bringing in chefs and trying things. It was hard with coronavirus, right? That was a difficult one. We're hoping we can bring that in in 2021. And one of the things that we are looking for is recipes. Recipes. We have a cookbook that we have been working on that we hope to unveil by the end of the summer. And we would love help with thoughts and ideas, specifically anything you make with beer or bourbon. Yes. We want to know what it is you've got. And if you'll share it with us and if you'll allow us to share it, we would love to try it, share it, get into these things. The creativity that people have around food, we, we want that. We want to be a part of, of, of all of it. 2021 is going to be incredible for Eat, Drink, Smoke. And can't thank you guys enough. Uh, don't forget, you'll be able to get this podcast if you're not already listening to the podcast to know our top three cigars and top three bourbons of 2020. Yours may be different. It doesn't make yours wrong. Not in any way, shape, or form. Uh, you can find us, of course, on Facebook, facebook.com slash eat, drink, smoke. Twitter, go eat, drink, smoke. Instagram, eat, drink, smoke podcast is where you find us. And that website is eatdrinksmokeshow.com. I just wanted smoke show in there, right? <laughs> eatdrinksmokeshow.com, eatdrinksmokeshow.com. That's where you're going to find everything. 2021 will be better than 2020. This is what we can do. At least we're going to try and do it together. Fingers Malloy, I'm Tony Katz. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke.